Welcome to Pints and Propaganda, the only podcast that you don't listen to. I'm Lyra. And I'm Evan. And uh, as you noticed, Evan isn't Chance. Uh, he's not sorry about it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sorry about it, um, but so I, but I will, I will say that I am a paltry substitute. <laughs> like it chance couldn't be here. And Evan was kind enough to uh, step in for this week. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't even ask you why he couldn't be here. He doesn't like have Corona or anything. Does he? No, 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 no. He's just, okay. uh, he's, he's been very busy with uh, personal life stuff. And also he's been, kind of slammed with work because I'm not going to get into specifics of what he does, but he does work in the medical field. So he's having to deal pretty heavily with this crisis, Uh, which actually leads us into what I want to talk to uh, talk about today. However, before we do that, why don't we uh, tell the listeners what we're drinking? I am drinking uh, a Schlagelberry, uh, 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 piss water and uh <laughs> am i am i literally not allowed to say what i'm actually drinking is that like a rule of the podcast because yes. i don't know if i can make this up and the and the beer i'm drinking is is kind of funny for the podcast like I d- don't do it unless they pay us because we're we're sellouts and we only have communist ideals until people give us money <laughs> <laughs> well okay um, I, I will say that this is, this is from, uh, this is from the stewing project and it's called golden showers. Beautiful. <laughs> just, just dripping right down your face. People pay big <laughs> money for that. Uh, Especially Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, like, like I kind of touched on, uh, I would say chance and I are both communists. Uh, you, not to put words in your mouth and correct me if I'm wrong, you would say that you're more of a socialist or a democratic socialist. Is that a fair? Um, yeah, the, the more, the more I read, the more I learn, the more I become a full, a full socialist. Um, but like, but like Bernie Sanders definitely like led me down the path of democratic socialism the first time, to be honest, I don't know if I can necessarily tell you exactly what the difference is. All, all I really know is that like socialism kind of splits the difference between capitalism and communism. And I'm kind of into that. Okay. Hey, I, can, I can, I can, re- I, I can work with that. I can, I can <laughs> yeah. radicalize you in no time. You'll be throwing <laughs> fire bombs out the window. <laughs> I mean, I listen, I'm not, I'm not against, I'm not against a firebomb revolution. I just, we just <laughs> want it to end in different places. That's <laughs> <laughs> the initial so, violence we agree on. Oh, a hundred percent. Break some fucking kneecaps. Uh, Alleged. I mean, hypothetically, though, of course. Yeah, hypothetical kneecaps, uh, and uh, that's a satire. uh. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I wanted to talk a little bit. Actually, partially the reason why Chance couldn't be here with us. uh, The uh, global fucking pandemic, and the reason why we're doing this podcast remotely, right? uh, coronavirus uh it's terrifying i am like i mean i'm i'm more not so much of, of the disease itself but the uh implications of what's happening around us right now with like uh the economic impact it's had um and the government has actually had to step in and create a stimulus package and which I is insane. Wanna, yeah like 
it got it passed unanimously in the Senate. And uh, like, I want to kind of talk about the the effect it's having on the economy, not just the stimulus package, the the disease is having, and then the stimulus package itself because it's pretty inadequate and it, it yeah. borders. It, it's also pretty nefarious as well. Um, but I can't talk about the package without talking about the disease. And the disease. Um, we should we should probably just like tell the the viewers and like right off the bat that the majority of my political knowledge comes from memes that you have share have shared on Facebook. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so and and I, I I think it's important to establish that so that way when I ask you questions, they're not like, isn't this person supposed to know things? Because no, I'm 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 not. I'm I'm here to prompt Lyra. In, in teaching in teaching everybody what's really going on here. Uh, and you know what? I, I do care about your reaction and your opinion too. That's like, because you are a really good friend of mine and I do value your opinion. Um, well, and I mean, I mean, that's honestly like a really common dynamic for podcasts as well is, is to kind of like, I, I, in this podcast, I represent the people listening. You know what I mean? I, oh, yeah. I ask the questions that hopefully they're asking too. And then if they have further questions, they can post them on your Facebook. Yeah, you know, a hundred percent. That's that's a very uh, common uh, dynamic. So yeah, I think it'll work. Yeah, so Evan, the <laughs> common man. <laughs> I'm I'm basically the left wing Joe the plumber. <laughs> so uh, yeah, hashtag. so hashtag Evan the 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 uh, the, the wino. <laughs> So, yeah, so with the with the pandemic that's happening right now, the uh, like and as somebody who I know is a big fan of the game pandemic uh, and we kind of talked about this one uh, bit, how you're like, uh, like coronavirus is essentially how you specifically would play uh, pandemic. Make something super infectious. Well, have a well, long incubation time. Well, we're 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 in like my first stage, which is like once everybody gets f- infected, then I just spend my evolution points on like heart failure. <laughs> 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 so like like I like I don't think that's gonna happen, but like it is a little terrifying because just like I've 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 watched the world map, you know, turn from like everybody healthy to everybody infected. And it sort of feels like I'm living that right now. And that's, that's a little like, scary, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can totally empathize with that. <laughs> I was, I um, was telling, I was telling my fiance, um, my, my partner, Emily, that, um, that, uh, you, you know, want me to la- censor her name just so that way she's not associated with filthy communists. Um, well, I mean, no, because hopefully, hopefully in the near future, there's going to be a podcast with her name on it that we're going to be constantly talking about each other. So, yeah, I, I okay. think it might, I think it might be I think it might not be the end of the world to just say each other's names right away. Um, oh, yes. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but uh I lost my train of thought. Oh, uh good job me. <laughs> <laughs> but you you and Emily Oh, I, I was I was telling I was telling Emily that like the last time I felt really old, like I'm I'm 29 now and so like when I was like I'm I'm trying to think in 2019 when I saw a meme that said the kids turning 18 this year weren't alive when nine 11 happened. I was like, Holy shit, I'm old. 
I was like, Oh my God. And then, and like, and it hit me that like the next time that that that's going to really hit me again is when there be kids that are going to be born after this crisis. Yeah. Cause because this is like the biggest thing since, since nine 11, like honestly, like, like the only thing that Honest- even co- the only yeah. thing that even comes close is like Katrina. And even that was still only national. And this is international. Like and it's just such a, like an even higher level. It's just insane. Yeah. This is the, the cataclysm from this is going to be multitudes when everything is said and done. Like it's going to be multitudes worse than nine 11. Um, oh, I know. And I know. Especially economically speaking, because uh, right now we're seeing with uh, everything is shut down. Like you cannot, yeah. I mean, we can't be next to each other doing this podcast because there is a risk, especially since uh, your uh, fiance, Emily, is in a field where she is exposed to people with immunocompromised systems. So, yeah, she works. She works with both elderly and um, disabled people. I don't know if I don't know if the disabled people have immunocompromised situations, but I know a lot of the elderly people do. She she works in administration um for for that company so yeah so she's like so she like has some distance but it's still it's but just the kind of thing still, where it's like why would we risk it you know like yeah and there's still enough contact where like somebody who does have contact with uh people with immune uh who are immunocompromised could come in contact with her and if she has it well then now you've right. just killed an old folks home exactly and, yeah exactly and uh yeah so like with this um with that it have, like we're in Wisconsin and we're under a uh, lockdown essentially, or a stay at home yep. order. Um, and th- in this stay at home order or with the stay at home order, all non-essential businesses have been closed though. I will say uh, props to Tony Evers for understanding that Wisconsin needs their beer and not closing <laughs> liquor stores at all. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, um, so, I mean, I, I can speak to this personally. I'm, I'm not going to say the place that I work just because I don't want to get fired. Um, just, you know, I, I gotta, I got, I gotta pay rent, you know, as much as, you know, as much as I don't want to pay rent, I gotta keep paying it. So, I mean, Um, not if we rent strike, but (laughs) yeah, I mean, if, if there was a movement, I would, I would do it, but I, I got into it with my landlord today because he actually raised our rent during the pandemic, but that's. A whole other conversation. Anyways, he can raise the rent if we raise the guillotine. <laughs> That's a joke. I know. Kind of. Um. Right. Uh. But yeah, I I actually work at a liquor store, and um, you know the 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 thing that somebody pointed out to me that made me go like, you know what? I actually don't mind being open. Is I think the domestic violence and homicide in Wisconsin would skyrocket if we weren't. That's true. That everybody trapped. Everybody trapped in their homes. Like, you know, it's it's like when I when I see a person that's clearly over seventy, like come in just to shop and buy like a couple things and leave. I just want to scream in their face, like, "What are you doing?" But like, but like when somebody comes in and just buys like you know like six or seven one seven fives of their favorite, you know mid-level booze and like two cases of wine i'm like you're doing it right go home yeah like see you later (laughs) (laughs) and and also like like with non-essential businesses being closed we've seen a mass amount of layoffs and just over this weekend uh like unemployment has reported that an additional 6.6 million people 
have applied for unemployment. That is an unfathomable amount to me. Like it's, it's fucking terrifying. Is the unemployment Just, rate even like relevant at this point? It's like it is. It, I feel. I well, feel like it's not I even just like the. It's, it's not even just the rate. It's the amount of people who are like who have been um, just who have lost their job because if they don't have income coming in, then they can't buy things, and therefore, then our economy right. goes to shit. Because not every state's doing like like full unemployment for everybody the way Wisconsin is, right? Like we're, no. we're one of the lucky ones. Well, well, like with the uh, with the economic stimulus package, uh, our main man uh, Bernard he uh, he made it. He made it so that way uh, to uh, he put in protections for unemployment because he knew how bad this was going to be, and he he was a holdout for voting on the bill. Because he said, like, there was a bunch of uh, Republican senators who were uh, holding out saying that they weren't going to vote on it uh, because of the unemployment stuff. And Sanders said, well, if you're not going to do that, I'm not going to vote on it because of the corporate interest stuff, like the corporate bailout that's attached to this. (laughs) And uh, they eventually cracked like fucking eggs and Sanders fucking saved us. So. Thanks guy. Um, right. Thanks. Thanks. And, and like he, he does that. He does that knowing the chances of America thanking him the way that he, that, that we should by making him president is like never going to happen. Oh, it's not. Point. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm still voting for him in the primary, but, uh, you know, I, I, I have this like really like sick feeling that, that ultimately what we're going to have to do to make this stop is go into martial law. But but Donald Trump is waiting is waiting to do it until after the primary, because because once you're because once you're in martial law you can't like you're president until it's over, mm-hmm. and he wants to spend that time, uh, talk you know talking shit about just just Biden because it's easy to talk shit about Biden, and it's really hard to talk shit about Sanders, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I mean, and yeah, I think I think the the thing is is like one of the things that we're having to deal with um, because it's, it's more than just like Trump and the Trump administration and stuff like that. But like we're dealing with a deeply broken system as a whole because a lot of uh, like, like with this uh, stimulus package, the big thing, like they like people need direct checks and more than like the two direct ones that they're talking about doing of a total of like $2,400. I thought it was just the uh, individual. one. Uh, they're talking about doing a separate stimulus later if it goes uh, four months or so like okay. that. So it's okay, like, okay, okay. Uh, if they're still in lockdown by May, they're going to do a second check. I believe that was the, the promise. But this first one was just going to be uh, $1,200 per person. Right. And um, yeah, so like Americans are going to need more than that because if we've learned one thing, uh, from this disaster, or if I've had one thing affirmed for me is that uh, we everything is kind of fucking fake about our whole economy, right? Like, no, absolutely. So we have the resources available. We have fucking everything we could possibly want to deal with this crisis, except capitalism gets in the way. 
we right. have like like with our healthcare system was already at capacity and we've been dealing with uh like an internal struggle like it didn't really have a name for it uh prior to this but like kind of coming out uh later uh a lot everybody who worked in the healthcare sector basically knew that people were overworked uh underpaid they're laying like uh the or like corporate interests that run hospitals would like lay off a bunch of like sanitary workers and things like that and well right now we need sanitary workers and it's probably like two guys to a floor versus when it should be at least like 10 or 12 and right. uh that means that there's not even a pretense of beds or uh rooms getting cleaned before another patient comes in so you have like hospital beds that have all sorts of biohazard on them and you're trying to contain this uh epidemic and it's just not going to work right and we have uh it's like we're understaffed because uh the healthcare industry doesn't have enough workers uh there does there's just like all of this uh bizarre um sort of uh it's not even bizarre. Like we, we have a privatized healthcare system. So it's set in there to basically stop people from getting healthcare or only providing healthcare to a select few. Right. And because of that, we're seeing a very terrifying reality of when you have a small healthcare system like the U S does, where even though we spend so much on it, like it doesn't effectively help everybody when you're forced into a pandemic where you need to, it's not an if, and, or, but you need to treat everybody. Uh, you are, you're basically fucked because there's right. like, it doesn't matter how you pay for things. If you're at capacity and like 10 more coronavirus cases come in, you have to lock down for that. Like that's devastating. That could break a hospital, right? Just like 10 patients. Well, it it could break a hospital that's based on profit. I mean, that profit outside, like, so uh, one of the big things I've seen is like Italy, for example, is used as, well, see, they have a, a single payer health system and that will th- look at how bad they're getting it right now. Well, the problem isn't how they're paying for it, even though that directly ties to how many beds per person in the nation like we're at like the u.s is at like two point something beds per person italy has more than double ours singapore the country that like dealt with this fucking fantastically had like 10 something beds per person in singapore and they had an amazing response to it they had the response that you would want from a government and uh they were only able to do that because they had like their hospitals could accommodate that many people. Right. And Italy just was totally unprepared. They had, uh, they had cut a lot of funding towards their healthcare system prior to this, uh, not knowing that the pandemic was going to happen, even though it was pretty obvious that (laughs) something was going to happen at some point. You know, I, I had a, I had a friend tell me, um, Tell me that she was like watching it, and I was just kind of like, ah, yeah, you're being paranoid. It's just like Ebola; it wasn't a big deal, you know. Yeah. And then, like, and then, like, two weeks later, it was like, oh no, okay. <laughs> well, like, I I was the same way because in this, like, 
with how like this sort of 24 hour media cycle goes, like every topic that ever happens is the end of the world. Right. Like, right. No, absolutely. The the migrant caravan is coming and it's going to shut everything down and everything's terrible. Like, well, no, those people, they didn't even fucking get to the border really. Like half of them left by the time they or took amnesty in Mexico. And then the ones who did come, they just like, waited at the, the gate and was like, Hey, uh, we would like to apply to be refugees. And like, <laughs> like <laughs> that was the thing people were afraid of. <laughs> oh, geez. So yeah, like, but what we're seeing with like the, one of the things that pisses me off the most about the, uh, stimulus package is, uh, like, the sheer volume of uh, corporate bailout, corporate bailout, because this is like 2008 all over again. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. And like, so one of the things is that there was like no restrictions on that money in 2008 when the bailout first happened. Right. And which was the huge issue. Like, Like, how did we not learn from that? Well, it's it, it's not necessarily learning anything. It's just that the people in power are like, no, the, the, they get corporate kickbacks. So they're like, obviously, we're going to do the same exact bullshit. And when they did that, like one of the biggest things we saw was like corporate mergers and like just buying up a bunch of small businesses who couldn't handle the economic crisis. And we we're going to see that again, like prepare for big business to get even bigger because this is a specific tactic. They're going to capitalize on the uh, trauma that's happening to businesses that can't keep up. And they're going to just fucking buy them up and uh, fuck over everybody and say, uh, you don't like it. Well, piss up a rope. It's it's and honestly, it's even worse in 2008 because they're getting even more money. Right. Like, and this what's terrifying to me is that like we have resources available and like i think more and more people are able to see this now than before where like money is a finite resource but it's an imaginary resource yeah it's not real it's not real it is a promissory note right that's backed up by the fed and the problem that happens is that like if you take money out of this equation and just allocate resources as necessary, there's no problem whatsoever. There is literally none. There is literally none. And that's actually one of the big pushes of myself as a communist and several other communists as well. Like I'm an anarcho communist. So I believe in a lateral power structure, not a vertical one where, uh, it's focused much more on the community and everybody is supportive of each other. Right. If we can allocate those resources, uh, from who, like from, uh, to people who need them, then there's no issue here. There's plenty of food to go around. There's plenty of medical equipment and supplies. Uh, a lot of it is just that it's all hidden away or it's in private storage. Just, Oh, it needs to be sold. And then uh, when it comes to like groceries and uh, food and uh, uh, toilet paper and stuff like that, it's a lot of like scared boomers just fucking destroying a store. Be giving me the fucking toilet paper. Like, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that shit wasn't just boomers. 
I know, but they're definitely more guilty than others. <laughs> like they're more guilt. Like the like. People, I mean, have like, you actually seen statistics on that, or is that is yes. that just something you're guessing? Well, and, and then we also well, not just not just that, but like we have examples of uh, uh, shitty people being like, oh, we're gonna like like those assholes in Tennessee who just went right around ta- buying up all sorts of fucking uh, uh, like cleaning supplies and stuff like that. And they were going to try and sell them at like 70 bucks a pop on Amazon. Right. And then they got fucking like all this backlash. And then they were like, Oh, we're, we're just going to donate it. Don't, don't press legal charges against us. Like, no, fuck you asshole. Trying to gouge people in a pandemic. Like, no, this is boomer bullshit right here. Is they're buying up to sell. You know, you know, I mean, this also like comes from a place of like having boomer parents that like defy boomer like standards, you know, like, like, like you, you've, you've met my parents, like, like they're like, like they voted Democrat my entire life. Like, like they're like, you know, like they like, and, and not, and they, they haven't voted Democrat, like because they're Democrats, you know, they voted Mm -hmm. Democrat because they've looked at the two candidates and always just chosen to vote the Democrat. You know what I mean? Like, because, and and if you look at the elections throughout their life, that is what makes the most sense, you know? So, so, so it definitely, it definitely like, I I definitely speak from a place of like, I, I I think, uh, I think I get a little like defensive when you start hating on boomers because like my parents are boomers, but they're like this like exception to the rule (laughs) because (laughs) because, like I've met their friends, you know what I mean? And like, they you know i i've i and like and like you know i'll i'll like assume that they're like my parents and then my parents would be like oh no they're like a crazy republican and i'm like oh okay <laughs> well I, I think my thing is too like and maybe looking at like cases like retirement homes in florida i know florida is cheating but when it comes to shitty behavior but uh like you you're seeing like these older retirees who are just like they think they're immortal they're going out or, or like the dumbass fucking rich kids, like primarily it's rich people that are doing this, but like essentially people are not social distancing and trying to like hold together and still do some shitty, uh, like social gatherings and just holding like, uh, Oh, we're going to have a coronavirus dance party oh uh, here in, in like this elderly retirement community. Cause we're our, we, those lion libs. They're, they're trying to push the social uh, distancing to beat Donald Trump somehow, I guess. Right. Cause that somehow makes sense. Right. Um, Emily, uh, there, there's like uh they've like mapped out like how, like where's the worst areas in like Milwaukee and like Wisconsin and stuff yeah. are. And like, and Emily has an employee from like what was considered the worst area. I can't remember what it was, but it's the North side. It, right. No, no, that. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, apparently like up until like Evers announcement, they were just like having block parties every day. <laughs> well, like that's like part of it is too like, just like a lot of misinformation and like, uh, just because we're in like the Milwaukee area that Milwaukee is one of the most segregated cities in the U S Right. Like, no, it's bad. Is, we literally that, have a river and one side's black and one side's white. It's bad. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> it, that's by design like that. It, I it's, know. it's fucked up redlining bullshit. Um, and that like 
the fact that one, the area that can't get medical treatment and was also told not like was also like had with information withheld from them where like they were kind of in the dark about, um, uh, coronavirus and stuff like that. Like that's not an accident. That's just an act of racism. Like as is systemic racism where it's like, Oh yeah, this obviously the black community that's been segregated to this area. We're going to withhold, like we're not going to try and uh, get them prepared for this pandemic. We're just going to let them go and fucking have all their block parties and tell them nothing's wrong and try and downplay it. Right. No, absolutely. It, it was, it was bad. Yeah, uh, Emily, Emily, luckily Emily's employee was smart enough to stay inside and, and then and like watch ever watch all our friends, uh, realize it <laughs> later on how serious it was when Eber shut everything down. Uh, yeah. And yeah, uh, I'm not I'm not happy with Evers because yeah because he uh, he isn't postponing the election in uh, like today is the second Uh, the election is the seventh can you do that Uh, at a state level though I mean I I know I know he could just postpone like just the state election but like what's the point if 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 the national election isn't the general election isn't postponed people like the same number of people are going to show up he can he can shut that down like he has the authority to he can she can shut down the general election really like yeah because the state decides when it votes and 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 if one state shuts it down would that actually shut down states states have postponed it and just set it for a later date he's not doing that Okay, and like when do we have like a due date? Like when does when do our like votes have to be in? Uh by I'm assuming by uh come the convention in Milwaukee, which I'm not sure what the exact logistics of it all are, but I know he has the authority to say this is a an emergency. We cannot hold an election right now. Interesting. I would, yeah. I would, I would, I would, uh, I'd be curious to find out the, the, the logistics behind that, you know? Yeah, me too. Cause like now that I think like, cause like other states have already postponed. This isn't, uh, like, let me double check who it has. Um, because if it, that's like, if, if, if that's the case, if other states have, and I mean, how many states does it take before it's just like, okay, officially the national election is postponed. Yeah, uh, let's see here. We have 15 different states that have postponed their primaries because of uh, coronavirus. Uh, so let's see here. Arizona, Florida. Oh, well, they've all voted here. So um, so Nebraska has, uh, Kansas has, uh, a bunch of, yeah, several other states have like all Jesus. said, no, we're going to postpone when we're voting because we're in the middle of a, a crisis. So I mean, Evers also voted to make it. So that way as a federal crime to protest a pipeline. So he's basically a Republican with a D next to his name. So yeah, fuck off. I mean, 
He was he was better than Scott Walker. I was happy to see him elected. Like he was he was a significant improvement. But but I know what you're but saying. But by like, <laughs> it was a Republican replacing a far right extremist. Like, uh, I I mean, but I'll take it. You know, like, uh, I, I guess. I mean, I, I mean, mean, not I mean, much is like he's the Joe Biden of the Wisconsin. Like, nothing is going to fundamentally change. The only difference is is that the Republicans are all going to call him all the shit that like we wanted like he is a fucking socialist monster and is like he's passing the same shit a fucking walker would have passed i mean you might be right i don't i don't i don't know i don't know the facts well enough and the fact is is i would ask you what the facts are so (laughs) (laughs) well i just want to uh end this episode on a toast well, yeah, and this this was definitely like I mean, like I've listened to all your episodes so far, and this one was definitely a little more uh, somber. And I, I I hope I hope that wasn't because of me. I, I think I think it's just because no. we're in a very serious time right now, you know. And people and people, you kind of got to talk about it, you know. No, and no, I'm genuinely worried about uh, you and Emily. I'm worried about Chance and his. Yeah, I'm worried about you guys too. I, I'm worried about our our every both of our listeners. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Every uh, <fault. laughs> uh so yeah i just want to end this on a toast to uh community and survival because the only way we're going to survive this virus and the uh coming economic crisis of like potentially higher unemployment than the great depression uh is uh coming together as a community and maybe killing a few politicians. That's a joke. So, uh, cheers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, cheers. No, it is. Cheers. (laughs) Play that music. This episode of Prince and Propaganda was recorded (laughs) Uh, at our homes. Stay the fuck home. <laughs> right. No, seriously, stay home. Do not go outside. Oh my God. If I catch you outside, you're getting the wall. Okay. Right. <laughs> and you know, off. didn't, didn't you, didn't you say something? Um, I, I know, I know you guys are trying not to like say any brands that didn't pay you, but didn't Zencaster like open up and like make everything free or something during this time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you need to uh, use Zencaster, if you're making a podcast, because that's what I'm yeah, saying. Everything is free right now. From right. Zencaster until over the, the, the virus is over. So that's make your podcast, video. do something productive, fucking right. take a shower. pints and propaganda is a Karl Marx production yeah (laughs) 